He's diving face first into that thing. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked. Celebrity Book Edition, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Buster's Trip to Victory Lane by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Illustrated by Ella Smitanka. Published by Thomas Nelson. For those who don't know Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's an American professional NASCAR driver. He's the son of the seven-time NASCAR Cup Series winner, Dale Earnhardt. Considering he's a junior, I think he could have guessed his dad's name. Well, Junior's last full season in the NASCAR Cup Series was back in 2017. He has 26 wins in the series, making him 31st all-time in career wins. But unlike his father, he was never able to win the series. When he was younger, he did however win the Xfinity Series twice, in 1998 and 1999. Junior has also been a broadcaster for NASCAR on NBC. He co-owns Junior Motorsports and owns an original content company called Dirty Mo Media. So yeah, decent driver and is still around the NASCAR world with his various endeavors. With race season having just started, it feels like a great time to read this book. Buster's Trip to Victory Lane is a tale about a nervous race car named Buster. Because of his nerves, he doesn't perform well, and accidents always seem to happen around him. Will Buster overcome his anxiousness and get a big win for his race team? Or will he continue to be a nervous wreck in more ways than one? Well, put your seatbelts on, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We're starting out hot. Dale puts us right in the garage after practice, and we see Buster looks down about something. Did he burn through his rubbers too quick? Well, his coach named Coach Hogg calls him out, asking him, why the long hood? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was born that way. Some people can't control how big their hoods or noses are. Oh. It's an expression of being sad? Sorry, my own insecurities were coming out there. Anyway, apparently Buster had a terrible practice. Must have turned right. Now we get some backstory. As it turns out, Buster's old team collapsed. Was it because it's a sign of the times and the economy's turning down? Or could it be that NASCAR is losing viewership because they keep chastising their fans? and instead chase people that will never get caught watching a race. I just don't get it. Why would NASCAR take such a sharp left turn? Our fans are so embarrassing. Those idiots will show up no matter what we do. We just can't seem to get rid of them. I'm so sick of seeing bush light and people having fun waving American flags. Why can't they just sit there quietly drinking kombucha? I can't stop. Stand them! There's nothing sustainable about our fans either. Is there a way we can get rid of the RVs and country music for backpackers and drum circles? We gotta expand our fan base. Now that we heard what NASCAR thinks of its fans, it just hit me that most likely Buster sucks as a driver, and he collapsed his team. But then again, I don't know. They all kind of make sense. It could be a combination of the three. Yeah, I'm going with that. Back to our protagonist. Buster is upset 
because he messed up. We can see he's rolling in someone's used oil, like he's in a public bathroom at the park after a festival. Gross. Not gonna get that off his tires. It turns out Buster's fear of screwing up is causing him to screw up. You know, Buster's team must be really struggling if they had to sign him. This guy's engine is fried. It's time for him to pack it in and become an announcer. Now enters the antagonist, Scuff, and he's racing for Sneak Attack Racing Team. Hmm, I wonder what he's going to do later. Such a subtle name. Like a drug dealer naming his Wi-Fi, Trap House. Scuff makes fun of Buster, saying he always breaks things. Oh, jeez. He's got quite the reputation. He must have known someone. How else is he still racing? His teammate Click and Coach Hog give Buster a pep talk to cheer him up. Because the last thing they need is this guy sandbagging the team like his last team. These guys are saying some pretty interesting things. And it has me wondering, between Buster's new team and Team Sneak Attack, it doesn't sound like there were too many honest teams out there. Because his coach starts bragging about a move he became known for, which would cause the other cars to spin out. Doesn't seem like the safest or most honorable way to win. But maybe in this world, it's legal. Well now enters another teammate, who gives Buster the moral of the book, telling him to stop worrying about himself and try to help someone else with their problems. Which sounds nice, but we won't spend time on it now. We'll get to that later. Anyway, his teammate reassures him that out on the track, he's got his ass. Moving ahead, the race begins, and Buster rides the draft of some of his teammates. Of course not leading the way. Not much of a driver or a teammate. Right when Buster attempts to pass one of his teammates after getting the free ride, he notices that he has a stink bug under his hood which shows a complete lack of preparation. He should have checked everything before the race. So, this causes Buster to hit the wall. Race over for Buster, right? Wrong. He heads to the pits where his mechanics await him. I have to say, it's looking bleak for Buster. He's got all kids working on him. Quote, But Buster had the best pit crew in the garage. End quote. That says even more about the rest of the pit crews. Boy, has NASCAR fallen on some rough times resorting to child labor. Buster gets all fixed up, and Coach Hogg smacks him on his ass as he speeds off before Coach Hogg can remind him to focus on others who need help. This guy is doomed. Lucky for Buster, he was so far behind that he missed a massive crash, and he narrowly avoids all the wreckage. As he's passing, he sees one of his teammates in the wreckage, smiling and shouting at him that everything's going to be alright. That's a pretty positive attitude to have when he could never drive again. This feels like the guy who's dying in the war movie, and he's smiling and reminiscing with his last breaths. <sighs> we had a good ride. Buster catches up to the antagonist, Scuff, and his teammate, Click, both vying for the lead. They have to be several laps ahead of Buster at this point. Buster tries to get around Scuff, but he keeps blocking him. Scuff's got an eye patch over his right windshield. How hard could it be to just pass him on his blind side? You know, I may have got this all wrong, and Scuff's the good guy. He's achieving so much with zero depth perception. Look at! What do you know? Click blows out one of her tires. Yeah, this whole race team is a joke. 
They couldn't even manage Click's tires correctly. Another one's in an accident, and Buster crashed himself because of a stink bug. No wonder these guys are teammates. Click is spinning out of control, and then in that moment, Buster remembers Coach Hogg's old move that caused people to lose control. Buster thinks, What if I pull the old double negative and use that move? Maybe it'll cancel out Click's spin. Quote, Buster revved his engine, turned his tires, and BAM! He thumped Click's bumper just as Scoff appeared in Buster's side mirror. End quote. Yep, you heard that right. He dives face first into Click's ass. What a teammate. And at the finish line, he gives Click on three wheels now an extra thrust to nearly edge out Scuff, whose eye patch just so happens to be on the other eye now. That must have been one hell of a blowout to move Scuff's patch. How the hell can he see? This guy continues to impress me. In victory lane, reporters come streaming up to Click and asking her just how the hell she pulled it off. And we can see Buster with that stank still on his face, smiling from ear to ear. And she tells the reporters to ask Buster just what the hell happened. Quote, Who knew Coach Hogg's bumper thumper could work in reverse? End quote. Oh, I think Buster knew. That sicko. Get you some. Quote, We call it the thumper bumper. Coach Hogg told a reporter, Get it? The reverse bumper thumper? Snort, snort. End quote. Woo there, killer. Don't ruin a good thing. On another note, it looks like Scuff's got his eye patch back on the right eye, which is nice to see. And the story ends with Buster and the team, happy that he's a part of the team, and him celebrating the victory with his teammates, which with the way they race, most certainly will be their last. So what's the moral Dale wants us to gain from this? Well, he stated it rather early in the book, so there would be no confusion. It's that when you're worried about something, try to help someone else with their problems. It'll help you clear your mind, and on top of that, it's productive. I have to admit, we haven't heard a moral like that one. It's new, and refreshing. Telling us to do good for others instead of being a narcissist and only worrying about ourselves. Because helping people helps you too, and your psyche. It's all good. And I think a lot of us worry about things every day. And I might want to try this. What do I think of Dale's work? Well, I just stated the moral is new and refreshing, which gets him high marks. The fact that it was about cars was a good idea. There's going to be a lot of people who just pick it up for that fact but I have to get to the negatives. And that is, it was way too wordy. He just kept repeating himself. He could have accomplished this whole book and made it better if it was a third of the words. And some of the names were just plain hokey. As for Ella's pictures, they were stock celebrity pictures for the most part. They looked hand-drawn, but there wasn't really any style. With it being cars instead of people, that's what kept them entertaining. But the blunder with the eye patch was either a hilarious joke or completely unacceptable. I'm leaning for it being unintentional, which is not a good look. If you have nerves about something big coming up, don't go sticking your nose in someone's ass. Check this book out. It might be a little more helpful and cleaner. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.5. I'll have a heap and helpin' and go back for another bite or two 
but I'm done when that stank hits me. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.